Hello and welcome to a new episode, a Patreon edition of Base News Network. My name is Sophie, aka Jonavarka, and I'm here with Punk Revolution now, aka Kayo. Say hello, Kayo. Hi, Sophie. Hi. Um, today we are going to be talking about one of my favorite things, um, which is the Studio Ghibli cinematic universe. I'm not new I'm not unique. Um, I used to think I was when I was like <laughs> annoying anime fan when I was like 12 and I thought I was like the only one who was watching that stuff, but I was wrong. Hey, um, you are unique because you can <laughs> actually speak Japanese. That's true, but at the time I couldn't. Yes, very well. but. Well, okay, but don't, don't you think that your deep appreciation for Japanese media influenced you to learn how to speak Japanese? It did. It definitely did. At the time that I started liking it, I wasn't really good. But yeah, no, it's true. It was a very wholesome thing. And like, for I used to think I was like the only one who liked it, but mm. um, clearly I was wrong. <laughs> Maybe I was a little early for Americans. I don't know. Probably not. You were a... You, okay. Well, I okay. I think there's a... There's definitely a decent amount of people out there who like Studio Ghibli so much they try to learn Japanese. But oh well, that Studio Ghibli didn't motiv- motivate me to learn Japanese. Actually, well, that and like, if we want to get specific, it was Sailor Moon. But yes, that that contributed. Uh, okay, all right. Well, anyways, I just in my eyes, you're special. So that's all I'm trying to say. Yeah, and like, so I definitely wasn't unique, but um, I thought this was interesting when I was doing the research for this episode today. Um, I found out that uh. Studio Ghibli only reached like the like U.S. mainstream consciousness with uh, Princess Mononoke, which came out in 1997. It was like super critically acclaimed, um, mm. both... and that's well after. Yeah, that's well, well after. after. Well after, yeah, that's well after he'd already released they or Studio Ghibli had already released a lot of really good movies. Right, like Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. Um, my neighbor and, T- Totoro. My neighbor Totoro, Kiki's Delivery Service, and um, Porco Rosso. Castle, Castle in the Sky, Porco Rosso, no, in no particular order. Um, so yeah, so it only really reached U.S. mainstream in 1997, and then it was followed up in 2001 with Spirited Away, and that's obviously I think the most famous, m- most loved one. Um, it won the Academy Award, and it was also the highest grossing Japanese film for like 20 years. And so. I do want to add just for context for listeners, the reason why Sophie and I decided to do a Studio Ghibli movie today or movie re- uh, discussion today is because we just watched the newest and maybe, I don't know, the last Miyazaki film. I don't know if it's going to be the last one. Boy in the Heron. It's actually, he ca- so he came out of retirement to make it, but, um, he is reportedly already in the studio, like discussing his new film, the film he's working on right now. Like, so he's oh. he just decided he's not retiring. Basically, good for him. I want another one. <laughs> Hopefully, he'll be able to do it. <laughs> I yeah. I'm selfish like that. What can I say? Um, yeah. Yeah. So in this episode, Sophie, Sophie and I are going to be. First, we're gonna, first half of the episode is going to be us talking about our top three favorite Studio Ghibli 
films or Miyazaki films. I don't like. I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, a lot of them are Miyazaki. In the Ghibli like canon or whatever, there's Isao yeah. Takahata. There's some other people, including his son Goro Miyazaki, um, which will I'll probably talk about that the son stuff later. But uh, yeah, yeah. And then in the second half of the episode, which realistically is probably going to be behind the Patreon paywall, um, we'll do a yep. review of the 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 new movie, The Boy and the Heron. Yay! Yeah, you won't want to miss that, so subscribe. All right, so, um, Kyle, do you want to, we're going to talk about each of our top three favorites. Um, I have a feeling they might overlap, but um, what the All hell, right. we'll do yes. it. Um, I have so, a feeling a lot of people's number one and number two are, and number three. Yeah, I mean, there's some, right. um, okay. I mean, to be honest, it was really... It was quite difficult to select them because I, there are so many good ones, you know what I mean? That it's just, it's challenging. And I, I don't know, like, I feel, I don't even know. I feel like it was a little easier for me just because mm. I haven't, like, I've, I've basically, have, I mean, I love all these films, but I, I don't have as deep of a connection to all of these films, so I don't feel like I'm picking my favorite children. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, well, I think, well, like, I don't know. I, they're I mean, just I guess, so close to, they're so close together in quality, you know what I mean? That, yeah, true. You know, and I love them for different reasons, so it hurts me, but, all right. um, yeah. What is, let's do, what is your number three? All right, so my th- number three is, and I debated this in my head, um, is uh, I think I think it's Kiki's Delivery Service, which is from the Ooh. 80s. You've seen it, right, Kayo? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I really like this one. Um because it's about like a a witch who's um coming of age and she has a cute black cat you know it's kind of like something i would like you know <laughs> like, especially as a girl and i love the location um like i don't I, I don't know it's supposed to be in japan but it's very like european it's very um fun in that way and she uh she's like learning to become a witch this is like something all witches do when they like turn a certain age i think it's um i can't remember what age but she's like probably 13 or 12 years old um so yeah she like is in the city um doing all these little like deliveries and stuff and kind of meeting all these characters and going to all these places. And then, like, she, like, is kind of hit with, um, like, a rut where she can't fly. And it really depresses her. And um, she she has to learn to, like, overcome that. And there's a scene in it that I really, really like. Um, She also loses the ability to understand her cat, Gigi. and yeah, so she, um, you know, visits this, there was like a woman she met in the woods earlier and she visits her again. Um, 
and uh, she, the older woman basically says, like, she's not old. She's, like, in her 30s or something, 20s. I don't know. But, like, she tells her, like, you're kind of, it's kind of, like, artist block for you. And, like, um, if you find a new purpose, you'll get your powers again. And uh, she does. Although she, in the Japanese version, she can't hear Gigi anymore. But in the English dub, she can, which I found this interesting. But, um Mm. yeah but i like it as like a a story about like depression and like overcoming like ruts in your life and that like you know Mm -hmm. those things are temporary and i don't know i it's it's also a very like comforting movie to me um i really like get lost in like the the fantasy of it and i love the soundtrack and yeah, I like I really like everything about it. Yeah, I think that's a good point is and I think this is something that's kind of common in a lot of the Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli movies is like there's that interesting contrast of beauty and a, like something that's just like completely adorable and then like some mm-hmm. darkness to it. You know? Yeah, every time, yeah. Like the I feel like the character Kiki is just so adorable and the cat that you could talk to the cat is adorable and the city is beautiful like all those things you said. And then the fact that there's like she's you know, it's just it kind of got like a little angst going on and the witches yeah, are kind of definitely. edgy too, you know. Um and especially when you're like a child, like 11 or 12 or 13, whatever age you're watching this, you know, you're you're about to, you know, get started in middle school and the angst is finally starting to come into your life. Like this is, it really hits the spot. Mm-hmm. I feel like it hits the spot as an adult though, for me, I don't know, like feeling aimless and stuff like sometimes like everyone does. It's, it's a comforting movie, you know? Hmm. That's a good um, question. I wonder who likes Kiki's delivery service more, kids or adults? That's a really good question. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, maybe, honestly, like, maybe people who have already gone through that, who, like, understand what that's like, and then they can, like, watch the movie and, like, understand it in context and, like... I, but also, no, it, it helps. It, I think it, it it's, like, a movie that appeals to, like, everyone, honestly. Hmm. But, yeah, I really love it. So, how about you, Kaya? What's your third? My number three is Ponyo. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the reason why is because I saw this in theaters when it came out. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really know what to expect going in. And I was like 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And I think 12 years old is like the perfect time to watch this movie. Because... Yeah. 12 is like you're young enough to be able to appreciate the youthful child childish kind of nature of this movie and it's just like so adorable and colorful and beautiful but you're also just like a little bit old enough to finally like genuinely be able to appreciate art in a in a more serious way you know yeah yeah so i think this this movie might not make a lot of people's top 3 with Studio Ghibli, but you know everyone knows it's a great movie. It's just the competition is so tough. But for me, yeah. just because I was in the right place at the right time, seeing it in theaters, you know, the big screen with the beautiful music and the beautiful animation yeah. and water, it was just like a really, really, really enjoyable experience that stuck it, with me. It is today, like honestly, 
it's one of the most visually stunning movies I've seen because yeah. and it's really fun to imagine yourself in this like underwater world or like it's like it's both like the out of water and like the in the water like the, the world is kind of like out of balance and um I don't know it's like something cool about seeing um like you know city the city like underwater and like mm-hmm. you know like people on boats and like the animation's really beautiful. This the town is really beautiful. This like coastal town. Yeah. Um, there's like I think it was actually the first Studio Ghibli movie I watched in full. Really? Yeah. Because mm. I had seen Spirited Away beforehand, but I never finished it because it was too scary. Oh yeah, it is kind of scary. Yeah, especially when you're like seven or eight, you're like, what the what is going on this is Mm -hmm. like when you're seven years old and watching spirited away it feels like you've accidentally stumbled upon the bible and that like it's just (laughs) like the spirit the spirited away feels like it has all the secrets of the universe in it and that's just too scary for a seven-year-old to grasp it is it's really it's a really heavy movie but anyway yeah uh all right what's your number two my number two is princess mononoke um it is and i and it's the reason i put it as number two as opposed to like a different film which i is not in my top three but i really thought about putting in my top three i just didn't know um is howl's moving castle i love howl's moving castle like howl is very charming the main character is sophie so it's like a self-insert for me so I really, I do really love it, but it's not my top three. It, I was debating putting it as three. But anyway, um, the reason I put Mononoke in this spot is because I remember watching it and being surprised by how dark and mature it is, um, political it is. Um, I was probably like 14, you know, so I wasn't very developed (laughs) but I could you know perceive that and since then I've watched it many times and I think you know it deals with war and um the relationship between nature and humanity and like nature and technology and um like that this idea of balance and there's a lot of like pacifist themes anti-war themes in it um I liked that the um the villain lady eboshi well she looks slay first of all and like she's a morally gray character because she is destroying like nature and these animals for you know profit and expansion and stuff like that but you know she's also a le- like a really fierce leader who gives like her people a lot of happiness and like she cares for like lepers and the sick and like gives them jobs and gives women jobs as like fighters and stuff like that and like like so she's like you know she's a flawed person and that's why she doesn't die she loses her arm which i think is symbolic um miyazaki is woke he's he's genuine he's really woke actually like he he wants japan to apologize to china and korea for the things they've done in, in world war Two. like he hates Trump. He's low-key a communist. Um, he opposed the Iraq war. You know, he's he's very, like, p- 
politically on the left. Whoa! Um, Wait, hold on, Sophie. I am on the the Princess Mononoke Wikipedia page, and I need—I hate to interrupt, but mm, I need to read. Go for it. Go this, for it. This paragraph. So this is under the English dub section. Okay. In response to demands from Miramax chairman Harvey Weinstein to edit oh, the film, that's not. <laughs> produce, producer Toshio Suzuki sent Weinstein a sword with the message, no cuts. <laughs> Promotion manager Steve Alpert revealed that Weinstein had wanted to trim down the film from 135 minutes to 90 minutes, despite, and then in quotes, despite having promised not to do so. Weinstein hired Neil Gaiman to write the English script, despite Gaiman's independent frame is not there. Blah, 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 blah. So, so film. literally, studio, studio Ghibli was beefing with Harvey Weinstein because Harvey Weinstein wanted Based. to make the movie more profitable and shorter, while Studio Ghibli was like, "No." Studio Ghibli. This is also in the Wikipedia page. Studio Ghibli He's, requested that yeah. Miramax remove some executives' names from the poster for the film. Yeah, I like how like the whole stu- like most of the studio, including Miyazaki, are very like particular with what their art you know and they don't want intervention and but they also like they have strong morals that they don't want to break and they don't want to sacrifice their vision for like profit you know like I think Miyazaki is definitely like a, a critic of uh capitalism so you know what I mean like I think it, it shows through his films he said he said as much too but anyway I don't know. I just remember being struck by it. And like, I love this idea of like nature and technology clashing and nature and humanity clashing and like it, how it is like coexisting. Cause obviously that's like a, you know, a very real thing that is going on right now. It, it has been for a while, but you know, like to me watching it and like when I was watching it, like I'm definitely hearing a lot about like climate change and stuff like that. Um, it really struck me. Um, it's also beautiful. I love the music. I There's so many, like, striking scenes um, that, like, give me chills. Like, I get chills in this movie so much. Um, it's, a, it's, it's definitely the... I think it's Miyazaki's most dark and most mature film, but it's uplifting at the end. Mm. Um, but I... I think it's like a masterpiece and um yeah I I really love it. I wouldn't show it to younger children cuz they do show like decapitation and stuff but um, Yeah, when I first watched the movie, I watched it on an airplane. And oh. I thought I was like, "Oh, this is great. I've always wanted to watch this movie." And then I got nervous cuz I'm like, "Okay, this is like really really bloody and gory and there's like people around me. I don't want them to see this because <laughs> I don't want to see. I don't want them to see blood. I don't right. know. Maybe they're ink. Maybe they're queasy. And this is a violent movie. So, what do you think of it? The movie. I really liked it. I've only I've only watched it a couple times though. Mm. So it's definitely worth a rewatch someday. I think I need. To, I think I'm due for a rewatch. Especially at your like age and maturity you know like you're yeah you're a man you, i'm a man now 
I've taught you the ways of anime. Sophie turned me into a man. I turned him into a man. But also, I wanted to note this, that, like, he has a very, like, 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 Miyazaki, like, yes, he's, like, a master of animation, but he's very smart, and he actually studied in college, um, he, like, majored in economics, and I believe political science. Makes sense. Yeah, so economic majors unite, (laughs) economics majors unite. Um, Me and Miyazaki, the only two chill economics majors. Right. And And I feel like, I feel like, and your sister, I feel like it comes through though. Like he understands like society, like he's able to like critique like capitalism and like authoritarianism, you know, like politics, like his, his, all of his movies deal with like, almost all of them deal with like war, you know? And like, like beauty, destruction, war, like love, community like nature i don't know i don't know i just like the the themes and i think they're really like feminism there's i mean in a way because like and i'll get into that in my final thing but the way he depicts girls and women is really honestly better than like most films i've ever seen especially like animated ones and for children, especially, uh, like compared to Disney. Anyway, what's yours? My number two is my neighbor Totoro. Oof! Yes, it's a it's so good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I the first time I watched this movie, I thought it was like pretty good. I liked it. Um, but the second time I watched it, which I think might have been actually with you, Sophie. Mm, I think yeah, we, I think I remember that. I liked it a lot more because I think the first time I watched it, I wasn't in the right mindset to be able to appreciate the simplicity of the movie. It's a pretty simple movie where it's almost like kind of like a a vibe. It's just a good vibe, like really cute, adorable mm-hmm. characters in this mysterious universe, which I guess is kind of universal to a lot of these studio ghibli movies but i don't know it's Mm. just you can't beat it and the dang cat thing is awesome the cat bus yeah the cat bus yes i mean i i yes you're right not a lot happens in it but it i feel it's just like like many of his films it's like kind of a coming of age story in some ways and like dealing with like the fact that your mom's in the hospital and stuff, you know, like stuff like that. I, I, it's this, yeah. the music is beautiful. Yeah. Um, it's such, yeah. And the, the, the fact, oh yeah. Just bringing back memories, talking about the, the fact that it's like, could be interpreted as a metaphor for like escaping, like escapism with definitely. the, from, you know, the mom's illness, you know? Definitely. And also like, Miyazaki's mother dealt with like um tuberculosis and stuff Mm. so she was kind of like ill during his childhood Um, again with again with the with the beautiful childish wholesome movie with this underlying anxiety and darkness yeah he manages to like make extremely dark things like he finds the light in it and like i don't know he 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 portrays like 
the complexities of like humanity and the complexities of like nature really well. You know, I agree. I sound stupid, but you know what I mean. Sophie, you do not sound stupid. Thank you. <laughs> would, you know, you know what would sound stupid would be someone saying, "I don't like these movies. They're boring." For facts. I don't like cartoons. I've met people like that, by the way. Yeah. Those people are just wrong. Those like, people are... You have to be an idiot to not think these movies are good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're pretty universally loved. Low-key, I feel like that's... I bet there's a. I bet people who don't like these movies are just straight up just Trump supporters. That's what it is. Oh, that's true. Like, some, like, Japanese right-wing people were really upset about The Wind Rises, um... Because of its, like, anti-war, like, anti-Japanese, like, themes and, like, anti-Japanese imperialism and war and stuff like that. Um, So, like, a lot of, like, right-wing people in Japan and here, like, dislike the themes because they are against, like, right-wing ideologies and values. Well, that's just a right-wing L common around the world. Mm-hmm. So true. All right, all right. so f- time for you to will, let's get to the number uno. Let's re- let's reveal my favorite. Um, difficult to pick this, obviously, and this is not a movie I like to rewatch very often. It's I find it like difficult to watch sometimes, but I would say it has to be spirited away. Um. Just because I think a lot of people agree that this is his best film. Um, I think that you are just like transported into a really like interesting dream that you'd never want to wake up from. You know, like remember Mm. being a kid and you have some like crazy dream about this crazy world and like you just you don't want to wake up. That's kind of how it feels to watch um or like the world itself like this bathhouse that is like visited by spirits and like it's a very like fantastical dreamlike thing but it's also very dark um like her parents are turned into pigs um there's like labor abuses like xenophobia um she learns um, the character is interesting too. Miyazaki w- wanted to um, make a movie for like ten-year-old girls, is what he said, because he was um, hanging out with some family friends and they had daughters, and they were like talking about crushes and like really like superficial things. He thought, um, and he thought he that they deserved like a female protagonist that they could look up to and relate to better. Um, so that's why he that was the inspiration for this film. Um, and I really like the transformation that the main character Chihiro goes through because like in the beginning, she's really whiny and annoying and child, like childish. Um, and by the end she, you know, she learns so much about society, you know, (laughs) and, and people and like relationships and like the reality of like work, like developing a work ethic, stuff like that everything you like kind of need to understand as you're like growing up and then by the end she's a very like confident like smart caring young girl who's you know 
you know, she's at this point in her life where she's, she's transitioning because she's moving away and she's, um, moving to a new school. It's a new phase of her life. And like, by the end of it, by the time she escapes the world, like she's like a changed person, um, who, you know, has all these qualities and these strengths and, um, I don't know. I, 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 I like it. I don't know. It's just, there's so many things I could say, but the reason I don't like to rewatch it is because it is very dark and like gets to you emotionally, especially if you've been a girl and you've, you mm. know, like just like the idea of growing up and it's like bittersweet, you know? Mm. And Interesting. it's like, and my mom agrees, like it's too real sometimes. <laughs> like, like, something about it is just like it's sad i mean she has to leave her friends there and hawk hawk what is it not hawk oh not not fellow travelers what's his name uh fuck i can't remember his name sorry the guy's name the boy's name that she kind of has like a crush on and like she has to leave him and um all her friends and like and she can't look back you know, like she kind of has to forget it, everything. Mm. And I don't know. There's something about it. Like, is it just me or does the food in this movie look really good? No, it's true. I know. (laughs) So true. But it does. It does. Like it, it, the animation, the colors, the visuals, just like a perfect movie. That is the end of this episode's preview. If you want to hear the rest of this episode, get access to all of our Patreon content, and most importantly, support our show. Head over to patreon.com slash basednewsnetwork and join us for $5 a month. We really appreciate the support. Thanks for listening. See you next episode.